as his church. Uh, you know what? I believe God would want to speak to us, encourage us. And uh, so I want to preach a message entitled Home Sweet Home. And so I've got a couple of verses through this particular sermon tonight. So I don't have a particular verse to uh, go from. But I don't know about you, but I remember living in PNG and as a kid, I remember watching the news and I remember seeing all these bad things happen, you know, happening in uh, the U.S., uh, the U.S., in Africa. And I'm thinking to myself, whoa, all these murders, all the killings, uh, all these shootings are happening. And I'm thinking, man, thank goodness we live in Papua New Guinea, but not knowing Papua New Guinea is one of the dangerous places on earth. And I remember coming to Australia and then still seeing, whoa, man, the news is just getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, wow, thank goodness we're not living in the American United States. But how many know the world has gotten worse? You know what, Australia, you know what, we think, oh, yeah, it's only just in the ghettos. The bad things only happen in the certain areas. But you know what, in our houses, in certain homes, just around your corner, listen, sin is damaging lives of all ages and so i want to preach a message entitled home sweet home and there's three things i want to consider tonight because there's three homes that we should all have and you know i grew up in a broken home i grew up where you know my mom and dad separated at a uh, you know one of the most critical times of my life in a teen i was a teenager and um, they separated and i remember you know what uh, that very day when my dad was taken by the police and my dad saying to my brother Bobby uh, you know what Carlos you know what take care of the kids take care of the kids and I remember seeing my dad taken by the uh, in the police and I remember thinking man I, I thought a family should always be together man I thought you know what a family should stay together but you know what through life's hardships through difficulties through the trials and tribulation God is able to turn the worst around for his good and so I want to minister from this thought, home sweet home. The word home is indeed a precious word. You know, every soldier at his duty post thinks of home. Every business traveler thinks of home. Every student thinks of home. Every worker thinks of home. The word home has a few different meanings. Number one, a place where one lives. Number two, the physical structure with, within which one lives Number three, a dwelling place together with the family or social unit that occupies it. And so I want to bring our attention to three homes that each and every one of us should have. Number one, the physical home. Number two, a spiritual home. And number three, a heavenly home. And so any one of us, you know what, we can have a physical home, a place where we can, you know, uh, go to sleep at night, a place where we can call our home. But not all of us, listen, will have the two other homes, the spiritual home and the heavenly home. So let's talk about, first of all, the physical home. Because the physical home is a divine institution that was established by God for man's good and God's glory. Wherever one lives, that is his home. You know, the homeless, whether they live uh, out, uh, in, out underneath an apartment or whether they live uh, with some friends, nevertheless, that becomes their home for the moment. And the home is the institution that God had established on the earth. God designed it uh, to accomplish His purpose for mankind. And it's important for us that we understand God's purpose. 
Because how many know the world would benefit from God's word if, it, uh, if they choose to do it God's way? God knew that every single human being benefits from the home that he would provide. So let's look at the purpose of the home. Purposes of the home. Number one, it's companionship. It's about relationship when it comes to the home. Genesis chapter 2, verses 18. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. In Matthew chapter 19, verses 5 through to 6, Jesus said this, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then... They are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. So God's design is clear. God's design was that for man not to be alone, but for relationship, for companionship. And this is where marriage comes in place. Marriage that is only for male and female. Can you say amen? Man with woman, not man and man, not with a woman and a woman. No, Adam, you know what? He didn't find a suitable helper. And the Bible says God knew, man, this guy needs someone. Man, God knew that this guy needed some help. Hallelujah. And then he says it is not good for man to be alone because he was created for relationship. He was created for companionship. Both male and female were created for each other. Just the other day, uh, I came across a very, very funny article. Uh, grabbed my attention, actually, and the title reads this. Uh, Aussie blokes make the worst husbands. <laughs> Listen to this. The study revealed if you're a woman looking to settle down and look for a husband, you're best to pack your bags and travel to Scandinavia the U.S. or the U.K. rather than Australia. So don't go packing your bags now because it's on lockdown. Don't get too excited now because you know what? The borders are closed. <laughs> but listen to this. The study reveals that, you know what? The best countries to find a suitable husband, this is the top of the list. Get this. Norway, Sweden, Great Britain, the U.S., the Northern Ireland were judged to be the most egalitarian countries when it comes to helping around the house with children, making their men the most attractive, mm -mm -mm. <laughs> the most attractive marriage partners. Next were the Netherlands, Ireland, Spain, oh, New Zealand's in there, Japan, Germany, Austria, and look who's at last place. Australia. Amen. Australia is in last place. And so I'm, I'm thinking, man, God's probably looking down on Australia and saying, mm -mm, man, it is not good for Australian men to be alone. But somehow Australian men are kicking themselves or shooting themselves in the foot because it looks to be that, you know what? It's simply these men are just not able to help, not able to be that companion. And the Bible teaches us as husbands, as men, do you know what? Give us a description to love our wives as Christ loved the church. And what did Christ do? He sacrificed his life so that we can enjoy the benefits of freedom. No guilt and no more shame. Just totally free in Jesus Christ. And so what does it mean for husbands? It means laying down your life for your wife. It means your preferences now become Hers. You know, there's some times where I'm just like, honey, I don't want to do that. You know, 
I just want to sit down. It's like, no, 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 the gardening needs some work. And so she's out there potting. It's like, you know, I don't want to be looking at little, uh, you know, little gardens. But hey, you know what? Our preference, <laughs> and she's watching, I don't know, she's not here tonight. She's, you know, at the back. She's like, preach it, honey. <laughs> and you know what? Here it is. When husbands begin to lay down their lives, their preferences. Listen to this. When husbands are willing to get off their butt, the peel off those butt cheeks, off those leather recliners. <laughs> begin to serve in the kitchen. Begin to, you know what, wash the dishes. And, and I tell you what, my wife says, oh man, that's attractive. That's sexy. Oh, I, I want to keep it PG. Amen. Let's keep it PG. <laughs> and it's, it's this. It's where the husbands begin to, you know what, lay down their preferences. And then the wives, hey, I'm talking to some people tonight. Wives begin to submit to your husbands. You know what? You talk about this and there's feminists all around the world. If only they could hear God's word. Submit. The word submit, it's not something where, you know what? Letting your man dominate you. It's about companionship. It's about man and woman coming and knowing their roles. Submit means to respect. And what harmony when, when the husband and the woman begin to know their roles, begin to lay down their lives, their preferences, begin to sacrifice their own needs and preferences for his wife. And a wife then now willingly respecting, submitting to the headship in the home. You know, I loved growing up uh, and listening to um, Boys to Men. I love these guys. And uh, what makes these guys so good was they're able to understand their own role one had the high melody the other one had a good mid-range the other one had the low and i'm talking about harmony because the, this is so important when it comes to a marriage is that harmony takes place when a husband understands his role and when a wife understands her role and there comes a harmony within the home yes there'll be mistakes Yes, there'll be arguments and disagreements. There'll be some fights now and then. But when a marriage is done the way God intended, it is the best way. The husband is the head of the home. They say the wife is the neck that turns the head. But a successful marriage is when a husband begins to lay down his life for her. And a wife respecting, submitting to her husband. And this is made possible, listen, when Christ is in the heart or in the center of both individuals so let's look at secondly to perpetuate the human race genesis chapter 1 verse 28 says this so god created man in his own image in the image of god he created him male and female he created them then god blessed them and god said to them be fruitful and multiply fill the earth and subdue it have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air over the, every living thing that moves on the earth amen and since the world is on lockdown, man, marriages need to be taken every opportunity. Come on. <laughs> Moving on. I mean, let's keep it, let's keep it PG. Marriage is honorable. Marriage is an honorable avenue, though, uh, through which children are to be brought into the world. And it starts in the home. Training the children starts in the home. The purpose and education is starting in the home. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, listen, he will not depart from it. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5 says, When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you 
also. It's talking about this marriage starting in a home. It's also talking about now the training of children now being in the home. So let's talk about, secondly, our spiritual home, and that is the church. You see, we are um, adopted. We are all adopted into the family of God. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5 talks about we are added to the Lord's church, and then we're given spiritual association with other members of God's family in a local congregation. The church is God's kingdom, and it's uh, the kingdom where the saved are coming in, where those who are lost, uh, bound in sin, begin to come in. Listen to Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 through to 14. He says this, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood and forgiveness of sins. You know, the church uh, was built by Christ. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. And I also say to you that you, Peter, and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know what? The church is the kingdom of God. When we were once lost in our sins, when we were once broken, when we were once, you know what, uh, in the clubs, uh, you know what, God began to call us out of darkness into His marvelous light and He brings us to a church. He brings us to a particular place where we can now know more about Him, that we can now find a, a comfort with brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. The church is made up of those who are getting saved. Acts chapter 2 verse 47, And the Lord added to the church daily to those who were being saved. The church is God's education institution. This is where we raise up disciples. This is where men begin to give themselves for the call of God and say, you know what, uh, maybe one day God would use me. Maybe one day God would use a, a broken man to minister to a broken world. That he would indeed save someone and begin to save a young man and a young woman. That one day when they get married and begin to get sent out into all parts of the world. And it's when men come together in a church and women come together in a church where God begins to teach the young men and young women. Listen to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through to 2. He says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at His appearing and His kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. The church is where we're learn, learning things. The church is where we learn how to be discipled. The church is where we know uh, how to respond to certain things uh, in life because of the Word of God, because of the preaching. It's convicting. It's rebuking. It's encouraging. It's all in the church. And although we can't meet together, I want you to, I want to encourage you, don't be a spiritual orphan. Stay connected to your Christian brothers and sisters. You might not have a, have a call from someone. Why don't you make the, take the initiative and call someone yourself? Say, hey, sister, how you going? I've, I've had a bad day or I've had a bad week. And begin to pray for them. Begin to ask them, hey, can you pray for me? Say, you know what, I, I need some help. This is all part of a church. And I want to encourage you, don't be a spiritual orphan. And if you're not connected to any church, 
Make your desire to be a part of a local church and make your desire, if you're around this area and you're streaming live, listen, why don't you come and be a part of this local church where God can redeem you, God can save you, where you can find your God-given purpose to live your life. When these restrictions of this virus is over, I want to encourage you to attend church services faithfully. Psalms 122 Verse 1, I was glad when they said to me, let's go, let's go up into the house of the Lord. Amen. Let's thirdly, let's consider the eternal home and let's consider heaven for a second. Let's talk about heaven. Because heaven, listen, will be the home of the redeemed souls. John chapter 14, verses 1 through to 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus is talking about heaven. And I wonder who I'm preaching to tonight that, you know what, if you know you wouldn't make heaven your home, you know, you know what, uh, you've got your physical home, you, you're looking for a, a, a spiritual home in church, but can I urge you, my brother, my sister, why don't you make heaven your home as well? When you pass away, where will you spend eternity? Will you spend eternity in heaven or will you spend eternity in hell? Man, hell frightened me when I was a, a young teenage boy. I remember uh, after one preaching, one uh, pastor was preaching and I was just uh, trying to be in the world and also trying to be in church. And I remember very vividly when I was at the altar and straight away God had given me a vision about this path and it showed me a narrow path and it showed me a broad path and, and it showed me all my mates were going down the broad way and at the very end was the fire and darkness and I'm thinking what is that? What in the world is that? And I turned my view onto the other side and it was a narrow way and all I saw was a cross in the, in the middle of this uh, small little path. Few people were walking down it. And I had no clue. I was only a new Christian at the time. And then all of a sudden, the pastor gives me a word and he begins to say, broad is the way to destruction. Narrow is the road that leads to eternal life. And I was thinking, whoa, wait a minute. My life was walking down destruction. I was, you know what, if I was to die, I'd spend eternity in hell. And God was saying, hey, Bobby, I love you. I don't want you to spend eternity away separated from my love. And I want to encourage you tonight. Maybe you're not saved. Maybe you're backslidden or you're just playing church. Can I encourage you? We're living in the last days, my friend. We're living in a day where Jesus can come back very shortly. But will you make heaven your home? That's the question. Jesus says he goes and he prepares a place. Heaven will be a place for the comfort. Revelations chapter 21 verse 4. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain. Hallelujah. For the former things have passed away. Heaven is a place of comfort. What a day of rejoicing that will be. Heaven will be an eternal reward. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. An inheritance incorruptible and undefiled 
and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. There is an eternal reward. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. I love this verse. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1. For we know that our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed. We have a building from God, a house, not made with hands, eternal in heaven. Can I encourage you? You know what? God always looks after His children. He's provided the foundation and structure for good homes. He's provided the church and He has provided heaven when death removes us from our domestic and physical homes and our spiritual congregation. Listen, Jesus is the way for all of this to come together. John chapter 14, verse 6, Brother Hemi prayed it. I am the way, Jesus said, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Listen, you can have a good home tonight. You can have a good family. You can be a part of a wonderful congregation and you can have a home in heaven when your journey on this earth has passed. And it's all made possible because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Three homes that we all should have. Let's all bow our heads and let's close our eyes in a word of prayer. My brother, my sister, I'm going to say clearly, you're not saved, you're not born again. Listen, if you're not born again, you're going to spend eternity separated from the love of God. Eternity in hell. Jesus spoke about hell being a place of outer darkness. Place of weeping and gnashing of teeth where the flame is not put out. The worm does not die. Hell is a place of eternal separation, torment. Man, we think, oh, forever, oh, I had a bad day, it just went on forever. Listen, eternity is a thousand years and then a thousand years. A thousand years and then a thousand years for eternity. And I want to encourage you, tonight, make a decision. I want to be saved. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to be born again. If that's you, you want to pray that. Maybe you're backslidden and you want to pray this prayer. I want you to repeat after me. Say it from your heart like you mean it. Say, Lord Jesus, I repent. And tonight, I'm giving my life to you. I thank you that you died for me. I thank you that you rose again. God, tonight I repent of my sins and I make you my Lord and my Savior. God, I lay down my life, my careers. I lay them down at your cross. And I follow you, God. I want to be a disciple. And I want to follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. What a joy it is to pray that prayer with you. If you pray that prayer, please get in contact with us. Amen. We'd love to encourage you. Amen. Stay connected through the church and stay connected with Christ. But God bless you. Thanks for coming out. Remember, concert starting this Saturday. But God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Amen.